Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. I am interviewing Tommy Yee, who is the founder of 404 Coworking Space. Now, Tommy, you just kind of tell us what that has been and what it's turning into. It, it, it's turning into something else, and I'll let you tell us what the <laughs> new name is going to be. Sure. Um, so the 404 um, is actually kind of an evolution of, of what we used to be, um, which was the OKC Coco. Right. Um, and, and I can go into the history of that, um, uh, as well. Um, That's but, fine. Please but, do. um, just kind of, um, to explain the 404, we're, uh, a co, basically we're just a co-working facility, right. uh, for freelancers, for entrepreneurs, um, and technologists. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, we, we really focused on the entrepreneurs and, and the small startup businesses. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where our niche is really at. We've, right. we've hosted, um, a, a, a startup incubator called Launch Oklahoma, um, yeah. for, for a, a couple of times. And, and we've always, um, um, been very involved with kind of the tech and entrepreneurial community. We've always been this, this intersection of, of, of both of those, right, um, right. community groups. Um, and, you know, to kind of start with a little bit of history of where we came from, um, you know, before we became the 404, we were known as the LKC Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was started back around 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, that maybe even a little bit before that, but, but we didn't really launch till about 2009. And, um, this was a time where, uh, um, me and the two other co-founders, you know, we've, um, been fortunate enough to be able to, you know, travel around the country and we've, we've seen things and, and, um, you know, in my travels, we, you know, I, I kind of discovered, um, co-working centers. Yeah. And at first it was, it was a little intriguing cause I'm, uh, uh, you know, it was like a coffee shop, but, um, it was a little more professional than a coffee shop. Um, right. and, and it was a, an environment that was a little more conducive to, to actually working. Um, but then also mo- most importantly, um, networking. Mm. And, um, every time I would come home, um, and, and, you know, because I, I had the luxury of working remotely and, and not being stuck in an office, right. I would always, right. um, always wonder like, why isn't there a place like that here? Uh-huh. And, and fortunately, um, you know, I wasn't the only one who thought, thought that. And, and so, um, uh, me and, um, two other individuals, um, a guy, um, named Derek Parkhurst, um, mm-hmm. And, uh, another, um, co-founder named Chad Henderson. And, and we were, the three of us really complimented each other. You know, Derek, um, was, uh, a former professor, um, came here from Ohio. And so he kind of had the out of towner, um, mentality as well. And he wondered why, you know, there weren't certain things here as well. I mean, we're a big city, <laughs> you know, you know, and, and, yeah. and, and he really came from more of a, a, a development background and and right. Chad Henderson really kind of represented the the Oklahoma City community groups like he I I I, I joked about it um uh, back back in those days but he was basically a walking social network 
Um, everyone knew if they didn't know Chad Anderson, Henderson, they knew Elmo from OK, which was okay. his Twitter handle. And, oh, and, and, OK. And um, so he really represented the the community. And then, of course, I come from a design background, and okay. so yeah. you, know, you kind of had like the the representation of kind of the three core groups. It was a, a, a designer, a developer, and and a community guy. And so we started this space called uh, the OKC Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was way before its time. It, it, it was, uh, you know, it's the first co-working center that was ever established in, in Oklahoma. Now, was it was it in this space where we're sitting right now? No. So it was over um, on 7th and Hudson Avenue. Oh, So, okay. um, you know, we're, um, basically right across the street from Ludovine. Okay. Uh, so yeah. so we, we were in that space. Um, we were one of the first ones there when we moved there. I mean, yeah. it was before Elemental moved there. It was before <laughs> Ludovine moved there. Uh, I think they just had completed the government building that's right across the street from there. Right. Yeah. The, um, new, the new federal building. Yeah. Right? After the Murrah building bombing, yes. they immediately started plans to build a new federal building mm-hmm. and where all those all of those offices that were in the Murrah building went were to that new federal building. Yeah. And across the street. Uh, yeah. Funny side story about that is um, the day we moved in, um, we actually parked our moving truck right in oh. front of our space. And seriously, like within five minutes, there were two like Black Hawk helicopters that flew by yeah. just to check to see like, you know, what was going on. And um, naturally, yeah. the federal yeah. employees were very sensitive about oh, that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so anyways, we, we, we opened up and, and, um, you know, this was kind of a time before there was TEDx OKC, right, you know, yeah. it was before Ignite OKC yeah. and a, a uh-huh. lot of these groups. And it was before kind of, uh, the rise of, of, of tech startups here. Um, cause, um, before then, um, you know, I think Oklahomans can be a self deprecating bunch of people sometimes. Yeah. And, 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 um, there was this, um, for a reason, this belief that to do a startup and to, to be in tech, you had to move to Austin, Texas or Dallas or, right. or even like out in San Francisco. Yeah. Didn't, so, didn't think Oklahoma City was cool enough for something like that. Yeah. You had, you had to go someplace else for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the thing that really, um, made people, um, kind of realize you could do, do those things in Oklahoma was, was really even prior to the OKC Coco launching, um, there was an event that was actually started by Derek Parkhurst called Open Beta. Yeah. And, and we called it the Unconference. Uh-huh. Um, and so, um, it was basically a, a, a conference where people, um, there was no format. There were, we didn't line speakers up. People actually pitched uh-huh. the talk for, yeah. um, for a conference and then people could vote, uh, on, on, you know, the, the, the talks that would make it. Yeah. And so in, in our first unconference, we had a, uh, a keynote speaker by, by the name of Noah Everett. And, um, what people didn't know about Noah was that he had, um, this, the service called TwitPick. And, um, what TwitPick was is back when, when Twitter first started, it was a way to share photos via Twitter to oh, all yeah. of your followers. And yeah. this was okay. before, you know, this is when like, um, the only other way to share photos from your phone was to send an MMS, which could get really expensive. <laughs> yes. Um, so TwitPick, um, was really kind of, kind of revolutionized how, uh, uh, people did micro 
um, um, you know, micro blogging, micro. Right, yeah. um, 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 and I remember nesting. when that first came out, and it what people were just amazed. It's like, wow, we can send photos over Twitter. Yeah, and and all. Yeah, pe- people kind of forget that Twitter was you know pretty rudimentary when it first started. Oh yeah. yeah. So the so the guy that came up with that concept from Oklahoma City. Right. Uh, Tulsa. Oh, Tulsa. So, so, yeah. so that was the thing. And so when yeah. we, when, when, when he spoke and, and people realized he was just some guy from Tulsa and, and, <laughs> um, that really kind of blew some minds because people had yeah. assumed that, you know, obviously TwitPic was made by some company out in San Francisco or oh, someplace yeah. else. Sure. Of, um, of course it was. Yeah. And, and, Part of that event, we actually had um, um, a number of other startup companies as well who, who who presented, and I think it made people realize, like, wow, these things can actually that's right be made here and happen here, and you can actually you know do things here. You don't have to move out. Yeah, and so that was at, that was at the unconference. Yes, then, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of the beginning, mm-hmm. really, of of Oklahoma City's kind of connected tech community. There are probably people writing code and doing things just sort of on their own, didn't realize anybody else in the city was doing it until you guys kind of started pulling these conferences together. Yes. And then you went, hey, what about a co-working space then, right? Mm-hmm. Then out of those conferences then came the co-working space. Yes, right? yes, yeah. and, and, and that is correct. And, and, and the purpose of that was that, you know, Oklahoma City has the population size of Portland, but we have four times the sprawl. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but but yeah. when you really think about it, though, is we have about the same population as Portland. Yeah. And and when you mention Portland, there's a different image in your head yeah, right. of what's possible. Oh yeah. And and things that are happening there. Yeah. Um, but really, the challenge with Oklahoma City is that we have the, the, the four times the sprawl, and and that that really is kind of the root of 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 a lot of our problems. Right. And. Um, faced with that reality, you know, um, we have people who live in Yukon and Norman and, right. and Edmond. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you had all these people who are spread out doing the same things, interested in the same things, but didn't know about each other because, yeah. you know, you had 10 or 20 people in Norman doing their thing and, right. and then you had, you know, maybe 10 or 20 in Edmond and, uh-huh. and, and they're both isolated and they're wondering yeah. whether there isn't more people like them. Well, well th- there is, they yeah, just live yeah, yeah. maybe 20 minutes away. <laughs> um, so OKC Coca was really a place just, you know, beyond co-working. It was a hub right, for, right, yeah. for the technology and, and entrepreneurial community. So that's a sign. That's a sign that, that place really is important mm-hmm. when you're trying to form, form a community. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it really is. It uh, is that that you know you can poo-poo that all you want, but at the end of the day, place place really does matter. It it, it, it matters, especially in a community that that is sprawled out. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like you know, communities in in New York City and San Francisco, right. like you know, they're, they're, the population density is, is 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 to that where you kind of don't have any choice. Like, yeah. there's a ton of people around you, so you, <laughs> you either make something out of that, get along, or don't. You know, right? And and um, you know, the kind of the history of co working is actually, you know, if you look at places in New York City and San Francisco, right? Um, yeah. you know, uh, um, Denver. Yeah, yeah, places to work is is actually um, more of a, a a luxury because there isn't a you know places available and, and it's really expensive uh-huh. and um, you know co working was kind of this 
um, thing where people did to have a, an affordable professional space. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with an emphasis on affordable. Yes. Because two guys, you know, doing a startup can't afford to go mm -hmm. spend money on even one office at Leadership Square or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and that's what made, in some ways, is that, 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 that's what made it easy for those communities because the co-working spaces literally just had to provide a place. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the people were there. Um, Oklahoma City has challenges in that, um, it's not just an affordable space because there's affordable spaces mm -hmm. everywhere. Sure. You can, you can kind of turn in any direction and yeah. find, yeah. you know, you can get a $200 office anywhere. Yeah. Right. Um, what really added uh, a, a, another dynamic to co-working in Oklahoma was that people wanted a place where there was a, a community yes. because people were so spread out. Yeah. So it, it was much more than just an affordable place, but they wanted um, a space where community and activity was all in one location. Like they're, they're, they're ha they wanted a critical mass of that activity. Yeah. Um, there is, there is a difference between renting somebody's garage apartment and turning it into an, like an office and, and being in the same room with four other startup crews mm -hmm. in there, all, all kind of doing the same stuff. Uh, it, it does provide support. That, oh, yeah. There yeah. is, there is a difference mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. Even though, even though we have the capability to do remote kind of conferences and things like that, it really, there really is a difference. I, I even, I even, uh, uh, paid to come in here. How I got to know you was I paid, you know, I was doing a bunch of stories downtown for a while and I, I just thought I need a place to land that's not a coffee shop. You mm -hmm. know, I just, so I was in here for a couple of months or something like that. And I could, I, you know, even though I'm not, you know, a tech startup or something, I'm a journalist. It was, it was still fun just kind of seeing what was going on in here. Uh, that, that they're, they're like little tiny little companies getting started, uh, fairly good sized companies in here. Uh, uh, probably a little too crowded for them. <laughs> you know, they had kind of grown to the point where the 404, where we're recording right now, uh, uh, in, uh, film row, 404 sits in film row for people who don't know. Then all of these groups coming in and using this big meeting room that we're in right now. That's why there's a little bit of echo in this room, right? Mm -hmm. This is the big meeting room in the back. And, um, so yeah, there, there's this, Coming and going, there's this stuff going on all the time, but people are relating to each other and they're people who kind of have the same stuff going on. Yeah. Right? And, and, and people are, are coming all over from different parts of the city. Yeah. And, and, and right. that's, uh, that's really the important part. And that's really, you know, at the LKC Cocoa, what people really enjoyed and loved about it. And right. Yeah. It, it, it allowed people and Norman and Edmund to have one central location mm -hmm. to come and meet about a topic or, now the the Oklahoma City Coco OKC Coco was a series of conferences also wasn't it? Um, so OKC Coco the the location was was much like the it's like the four hundred four right it, it was much bigger yeah. um, it was a co working place but also hosted a lot of conferences right. and yeah. workshops right. and and we actually facilitated a lot of the conferences ourselves yes. because yeah. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of that activity going on. So right. it was just this mentality of like, well, 
no one else is doing it, so I guess we're doing it now, right? Um, <laughs> right. Um, and I always tell people, you know, I may not be the best person uh, to be doing that, but <laughs> if I want it and no one else is doing it, I, I guess I just kind of volunteer Then it's myself. you. You're the yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and, and it's kind of part of when we became the 404, why we actually did scale back because, you know, for, 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 um, you know, about four, four years at the LKC Coco, um, you know, three guys running everything, running the space, wow. running conferences, yeah. leading these community groups. And we got really, really burnt out. Oh yeah. Um, and we were that fighting. That sounds like a, uh, kind of a formula for burnout. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, so when we became the 404 and we moved here into film row, we had a very specific mission. Like, you know, right. we're, we're not, it's time for the community groups to kind of grow up and, yeah. And, yeah. and have their own leaders and, and, right. and, and, and do their own thing. And, yeah. um, um, you know, we might do some of our own, own events or conferences that we're passionate yeah. about, but we're not doing all of them anymore. Is that what helped spawn Techlahoma Foundation? Yes. Then. Yeah, that, that's exactly. Talk a little bit about that then for people who don't know. Yeah, so, um, Techlahoma is a, um, a nonprofit. They're a statewide nonprofit mm-hmm. that's, um, dedicated to supporting the grassroots tech community. And, um, you know, before they formed, um, and, 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 you know, this goes back to the early formation of the 404, you know, people would come back to us and say, Hey, um, when are you organizing this event or when is that conference happening? And, and my answer was like, I, I don't know. When are you going to do it? And they didn't really like that answer. <laughs> That's um, a good comeback though. If somebody says that, um, when are you going to do that? Yeah. You do that. And yeah. after I, I will say for the first year or two, um, the amount of activity really declined. I mean, it, it kind of, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause everybody's used to you guys doing it. Yeah. You three doing it. Mm-hmm. So for, so if I'm not getting an email from Tommy E, then it's like, well, okay, there's nothing going on. Yeah. That, um, that's just kind of the way that dynamic works. Sometimes, and, um, but the great thing that <laughs> happened is, um, in that time, you know, Ignite OKC kind of became yeah. its thing. Yeah. And TEDx OKC yeah. became a thing. Right. And and then next thing you knew, like there was like all these other conferences that were happening that I didn't even know about. And I'm like, <laughs> who's doing all this stuff? Yeah. And uh-huh. um and then all these technology groups started to meet again and um, and then I later found out there's this organization called Techlahoma and, uh-huh. and, and I remember seeing the Buffalo and I'm like, who are these people? And it <laughs> turned out there were like people who used to be, who were very active and involved back at the OKC Coco. Okay. And so they actually took it upon themselves to kind of continue supporting the, right. the community that where we had stopped. Yeah. And, yeah. um, the great thing about it is not, they not only, uh, um, took off, took over where we left off, but they did it. I mean, immensely better. Like, I mean, they, they took, they, they en- enhanced the, the, the experience of these groups far better than what we ever could as just three guys doing it all. Why don't we talk a little bit about what, about all the different things that Techlahoma does now? Um, uh, Thunder Plains is their big, uh, big javascript conference that they have every year mm-hmm. and that's that's uh that really that's like a nationwide thing now i went last year and mm-hmm. you know to kind of feed into the story i was working on at the time and 
And, uh, man, that, that's, you know, I just talked to JavaScript coders from all over the United States. It was really amazing. And then, but, but then locally, there are all these different user groups that Techlahoma kind of keeps knitting together. They made it Prototech, which is, is kind of a, a grubby kind of cool maker space there at, at, uh, 10th and Hudson, right? Is um, Tenth and might be Tenth and Robinson, or no, no, it's Hudson. You're, Hudson, you're yeah, it yeah, is. yeah, yeah. It used to be a tire place yeah. for years yeah. over there, <laughs> and so and so it's a makerspace. Meet there, uh, the uh, Python users group uh, meets there. Ruby users group, JavaScript users group. Mm-hmm. I think a data group, a data group, mm-hmm. uh, also meets meets there. Uh, and, and Techlahoma kind of knits all of that together. Jesse and Amanda Harlan kind of yeah. have, have jumped in and done a lot of work on that. As a matter of fact, that's, that's how I first learned about Techlahoma because I was, I was, I was working on a story project about foundations and they were going to be my sample for, for a small foundation that's just <laughs> getting started. And, and essentially it was just, you know, Jesse and Amanda at the time. And then they told me about what they do, about the user groups. They told me about Thunder Plains, and they said, "Hey, we want you to come to Thunder Plains." And so, really, that's that's what started opening my eyes to to this kind of more vibrant tech community in Oklahoma City. Kind of fast forward to today. Now we're sitting here in the 404, and and these are kind of the last days of the 404. You had your goodbye party thing last night. Mm-hmm. You know, you're kind of close it. There's wires hanging out of the walls and you know, you're kind of breaking things down, taking monitors off the walls and taking slick boards off the walls and things like that to prepare for your next big space. And I'll let you tell us about that right now. Yeah. So, you know, what's really exciting is, is, um, you know, uh, I, 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 I spent some time out of Oklahoma city, um, um, you know, in, in Seattle for a short time. And mm-hmm. so I was, um, not here. And, and that was when Techlahoma really blossomed. And mm-hmm. so for about a, for the last year, I've been back in Oklahoma city again. I'm, I'm home. I was, I'm done with whatever I had to do with, <laughs> with, with, with Seattle and, mm-hmm. um, and Techlahoma had grown into the statewide nonprofit organization. Yeah, and, yeah. and I'm also, I, I also sit on the board of creative Oklahoma mm-hmm. and, and, um, in some ways, I tell people Techlahoma is kind of the the tech version of Creative Oklahoma yeah. in, in terms of its yeah. mission and right. what it's trying to do. And right. I was really, really impressed with with the growth of Techlahoma and and what they've yeah. been able to do with with these tech groups. And mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things that I I kind of missed was the community aspect of the OKC Coco, where it was the hub for not just the entrepreneurial community, but also the tech community. Right. It was a great place for those two groups to really intersect mm-hmm. and, and meet and um, mingle and new, you know, new creative ideas happening right. from that. Right. And so John and I, John, John uh, Kerber, who's, who's the other co-founder here, yeah. we talked about, you know, our lease is about to be up and, and what, what, you know, what are we going to do now? Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. do we, do we say the mission's done and we close up shop? <laughs> um, do we, 
um, renew, uh, uh, and you know, Film Row is, is, is certainly a more vibrant place now. And so we knew yeah, that, really is. uh, yeah. uh, you know, with renewals, you know, there would be a, a higher rate that we would be paying for, right? So what, what, what does right. that, what does that mean? And then, you know, that kind of goes to the making sure we, we, um, stay right. viable as a business as well. Right. You're just uh, a few doors down from Joey's on the corner there just to kind of locate this in people's minds. Yeah. You know, and you're, Right, kind of close to IAO gallery. And yeah, we're kind of right stuff. next door to IAO. People mistake Perf- us for IAO because of the graffiti on our wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, there's an artistic. Yeah, thing. yeah, okay. Um, uh-huh. So we talked about the future, and and I really wanted to um, expand the mission again, and and, and um, I felt that unlike the OKC Coco, where it would just be me. Or me and John or two guys trying right. to do it all again. It's like yeah. now we have Techlahoma. Like, yeah. and, and now we have all these other, um, um, entrepreneurs and, and groups doing their own thing. These leaders, like, you know, one million cups is a thing now that, you know, I, I didn't organize that. No, I mean, that, that's, <laughs> you know, a different group of people. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and there's, um, 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 Events that Techlahoma's doing. There's um, events um, that um, you know Dead Center is now doing, oh, yeah. and, uh, and and so they're doing stuff all over the state. Yeah, now. I mean, yeah. yeah, we it's just a whole different scene now, isn't it? Yeah. So so now we can um, participate as one one of many players. Who Where are, is who that is. now? First of all, what's that going to be called? And so, yeah, I guess I, I, I'm kind of being long-winded here. <laughs> so, so, uh, doing a good job of keeping us on the edge of our seats. Yeah. Every time. Uh, yeah. So, you know, long story short, uh, I, I spoke with Jesse and I said, Jesse, I, I really want the community to be involved again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, you know, what does this partnership look like? And so, um, we spoke and we decided we wanted to do something together and, and, and bring back yeah. know, the OKC Coco and, and, and what, um, you know, to re- finally reveal the name, it, it's called Star Space 46. Okay. Um, now where did that name come from? So, um, the, the Star 46 is kind of paying homage to the original Oklahoma state flag. Oh, and so, okay. right. Um, yeah. um, which was a red field with a white star and the numbers 46, 46 for 46th state. Yes. Then when there was a big anti-communist fervor in the twenties, uh, our legislature in common Oklahoma legislative fashion decided that looked too much like a communist flag. And so changed it to the flag we have today, yep. which is the blue one. Yes. And, and, you know, if you, especially here in, in the downtown area, there, there's, there's people who are, who are kind of flying the original Oklahoma flag again. Yeah. And it, 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 it's, it's kind of a statement and, and, and a statement, depending on who you talk to, can mean different things. <laughs> right. Um, um, for, for a, a lot of people, it's just kind of this, a new attitude with, with Oklahoma City. This, right. like, we're proud of our roots. We're, yeah. we're, we're proud of where we came from. Uh-huh. Um, and it's kind of this do it yourself mentality. Yes. We're, we're trying yes. to keep people here. We want to keep young creatives here right. and young talent yeah. here. Um, and so I wanted to really keep that, that, that spirit of what's going on, you know, downtown and midtown right. and, and, and then also mix that with kind of a starship theme. Yeah. And so, you know, most of us in the, in the tech industry and also in the design industry, you know, we grew up with Star Trek and we grew oh, up yeah, with yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. And so, um, we thought like having, you know, this mix of, of sci-fi and retro, <laughs> you know, starships. Um, but I didn't want it, I didn't want to simply call it like star space because I'm pretty sure there's other 
place is called Star Space. You know, <laughs> right. I, I didn't want to call it Starship. You're right. Um, yeah. So you know, I, I, then people would think it's a laser tag place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but I, I think incorporating the fact that we are a creative space, we right. are a tech space, yeah. and then. Um, the fact that the original Oklahoma flag was a star 46. Yeah. So kind of star space 46. How about that? And, and, and even the logo, you know, when you look at it, has kind of a retro sci-fi aerospace type of feel to it. And and again, that's intentional. And, um, the theme with the new space is that, you know, we're just a big starship and, and the crew is made up of, of members of the community. Right. And so Techlahoma is kind of the, uh, the main, uh, force that's in, you know, housed inside the starship, but, but they're not the only ones. Um, yeah. And so we're really, really excited about the place. It's, it's going to be located on, uh, 1141 West Sheridan Avenue. Not far from here. Not far from here. It's, it's yeah. about a block west of the 21C Museum Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're really about excited about the area. I think that area has a lot of potential. Yeah. Um, I kind so of. So once again, you're moving into kind of an undeveloped, that's just kind of an old industrial area. But a lot of the industries kind of moved away. There's, you know, some kind of empty industrial buildings and mm-hmm. things there. So, yeah. Yeah. And we're, we're actually acknowledging our, our effect as kind of a economic engine. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, yeah. We, we didn't really realize our impact when we started OKC Coco and we, didn't really think we would have the same effect when we moved here in, uh, in film row, which we kind of did. And yeah. it's just because of the amount of traffic we bring. And so well, yeah. now that, and it just helped to have something creative going on in yeah, the space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and now that this is our third time, we actually do acknowledge our impact and we're doubling yeah. down on that. And that's, that's part right. of the conversation yeah. we're having with, um, um, with actually even the local, um, city government. And we actually yeah. had a meeting with, with uh, a councilwoman last, last week or in this uh-huh. last week yeah. and, about that area. And, you know, um, our pitch is that, you know, we, we will have over a thousand people per month minimum yeah. in our space. And that's a thousand people who want places to eat, places to shop, mm-hmm. things to do. And that's a much bigger space than the 404 here. Oh yeah. It's yeah. It's much it's, bigger. It's two stories and, yeah. and about 7,000 square foot on each floor. So we're talking about a, wow. a total of about 14,000 square foot. Wow. Um, Compared to how many square feet here in the 404? Uh, the 404 is much smaller. 404 is about 3,000 square foot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, that OKC, might be a liberal guess. Yeah. Though. And yeah. Uh, the OKC Coco was about 8,000 square feet. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're, we're doubling the size of the OKC Coco. Wow. Um, wow. I wish you well with that. Uh, I think that's, I think that's going to be a really interesting project that uh, people are going to be watching very closely. It isn't that far from the farmer's market area, which is starting to take off some now too. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, a lot of that new development's starting to jump western to the west. You know, western was kind of a mm-hmm. cutoff for a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of development for a long time. But, uh, now that there's new activity around the farmer's market, um, you know, with the powerhouse bar and, and, and then a bunch of other places starting to open up around there. And then mm-hmm. you guys, uh, Tommy Yee, thank you very much. You're a, you're a designer. You're a, you're a kind of a Swiss army knife <laughs> of, of, uh, development and things like that. And so thank you very much for working in some time. Good luck with, uh, star space 46. Thank you very much. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. 
go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Stephen Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson. <laughs>